0: Chapter 26 Dorothy Dale's Camping Days. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Lucy Burgoyne. Dorothy Dale's Camping Days by Margaret Penrose. Chapter 26 Dorothy's Success. The boys from Camp Capital, together with their neighbours, held a consultation there in the woods. They had heard from the sanitarium attendants that not only had a young girl escaped and not yet found, but that some weeks previously a man, stage-struck, as they put it, had gotten away, and it was to his help that the departure of the girl was attributed. Dorothy, from her hiding-place, heard all this, and knew only too well that the man referred to was none other than Morrison. And this fellow has been caught, asked Ned, anxiously. Yes, replied one of the men. We took him in again yesterday afternoon. Is he too demented to tell anything? That is, To know who was with him while he was free went on Ned. Oh, he just talks in a rambling way about a girl who, he declares, should have a fortune that his uncle has hidden away. He has really never been entirely off, but one of the kind who rides a hobby. You know, said the man, his hobby is theatricals. But has he an uncle "'Might he have taken a girl to that man?' persisted Ned. "'You see, we have reason to believe that the girl we are in search of met this man. "'Now, if he has been captured, what has become of her?' "'That's one of the questions we may have to answer before our board of inquiry,' replied the man with no small concern. "'It is easy enough for those lunatics to get away,' but to get them back is harder, and the girl's mother is a widow with all kinds of money. Dorothy could scarcely keep still. Only the pressure of Cologne's hands kept her from telling what she knew of the story. Then the fear of again being mistaken for Mary Harrowell, that was too great a risk. "'Is there absolutely no clue?' asked Nat, almost in despair, for he was always fond of Tavia. Yes, the station agent at Lexington tells a story about a girl coming to him and staying in the station alone all night, but he declares she had dark hair and brown eyes, while Mary Harrowell is a blonde. Others about the station agree with him. That girl left for the junction night before last and was not picked up, dead or alive since. The officials of the road have had searched every inch of the track. Seem that old Sam Dixon is very worried about this because he let the girl go. He did not know just who she was, but to hear him talk you would think it was his daughter. Well, we must go beating farther along. This searching, and with night coming, is no fun. "'We wish you luck, and if you find your girl, let us know.' So the parties separated, and then Dorothy was free to leave her hiding place. She longed to tell her friends the strange story, but she knew that the finding of Tavia was the one and only thing to be thought of just then. "'Are you sure that this is the direction in which the boys went?' asked Nat, with something like a sigh. Dorothy looked over the rough woodland. No, she said, there was a swamp, for I distinctly remember that they picked their way through tall grass, and about here the grass is actually dried up. Then to find a swamp, said Nat, seems to me there are more kinds of trees in Maine, and more kinds of things to catch at a fellows. A cry from Ned stopped the speech. Oh, he yelled, "'Something has my foot. Come quick!' "'Oh, maybe it's a rattlesnake,' gasped Cologne. "'Or maybe a big rat,' added Jack, "'as they all ran back to where Ned lay in the grass, "'trying to free himself from whatever it was that held him. "'It hurts,' he said. "'Get it off!' Jack was the first to get down and look at the struggling boy. "'A trap,' he announced.' "'Easy, don't pull it, Ned. "'More things than trees and lost girls in the main woods,' exclaimed Nat. "'Gee whiz. "'I wonder what will strike next.' "'Just take a strike at this trap,' begged Ned. "'Seems to me it takes—' "'Oh, be careful, Jack. "'That hurts.' "'Let me,' suggested Dorothy. "'I can open it without hurting him.' "'And she stooped over her cousin.' "'Oh, you poor boy. "'It has a cut right through your shoe. "'Now, Jack, just hold the end of the chain "'so that it cannot slip back.' "'She ordered. "'Cologne, dear, can you unlace this shoe?' "'Oh, of course,' growled Nat. "'It takes a girl.' "'Any objections?' asked Ned, "'getting back to his good humor. Now, if this were Nat, it would take a whole boarding school of girls. Dorothy and Cologne very gently helped the boys get the steel trap free from the shoe. It took some time to do it without pressing the jaws still farther in through the leather, but they succeeded. Now, you must go back in the boat, decided Dorothy. We cannot run the risk of having your foot poisoned. Never, declared Ned. I have often had worse than this, and have gone on after the game. He got to his feet, but limped as he walked. The foot had been lacerated. What foolish hunters ever put that trap there? he asked. I would not be surprised if it were the man who shot the deer, replied Dorothy, as if the others knew of that happening. Shot a deer? At this season? exclaimed Jack. "'Oh, I think he was an Indian. "'I saw him as I came along in the canoe,' replied Dorothy. "'I thought at the time it was against the law. "'Can you walk, Ned? "'I do wish you would go back. "'Seems to me we ought to separate,' interposed Ralph. "'We can never make any headway by searching altogether.' "'Well, I will not leave Dorothy.' declared Cologne, stoutly. I left her once. No, I left you once, corrected Dorothy, in her one way of always taking the blame. I think, however, Ralph is right. Suppose the boys keep along the water, and Cologne and I go farther in. Then I go with you, said Ralph gallantly. It is not altogether safe in the deep woods." There might be lunatics, or muskrat traps, Groaned Ned, who walked with difficulty. At this they separated. For some time they heard nothing more than their own voices calling back and forth. "'Isn't it awful?' sighed Cologne. "'Dorothy, I think it is utterly useless. I am afraid she is dead.' "'I know she is not,' declared Dorothy.' And I am not going to give up until I've searched every inch of this wood. Now I am going to shout. Tavia, Tavia, she yelled, and her clear voice struck an echo against the hills. Tavia, Tavia she called again. Hark, said Cologne. Didn't I hear? I heard something, declared Dorothy. And the sound came from back of the hill. Boys, boys, she shouted, but they were now too far away to answer promptly. Don't try to follow, Cologne. I feel that I can run like the wind. I heard Tabia's voice, and I heard it right over there. As she flew through the woods, Cologne, in distress, tried to summon the boys. She feared Dorothy would fall again, over some rock or cliff, but there was no use trying to stop her. She had heard Tabea's voice, and that was enough. End of chapter 26